T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we're live at FLA Live Arena. Little Panthers hockey tonight. Talking some hoops and Clay Ferrero from Local 10 here in Miami is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. And so, Clay, the the Heat surprised us Monday night. They go to Philly. Joel Embiid is playing. They win. And then they crash back down to earth last night in Miami, which is the real Heat team. You watched them both. You saw Monday. You saw last night. Which is more representative of? of who you think this Heat team really is. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's who they are. They're, they're frustratingly inconsistent. And, you know, I, I tweeted this last night. It just reminds me so much of that 2021 team. And, you know, where you saw these glimpses of promise. And it's like, man, if they, if they get things together, they can, they can actually be really good. And we saw it in in uh in philadelphia the other night it kind of reminded me of the game that they won in boston a couple of years ago to make sure that they stayed out of the play-in round but then they come crashing down to earth and and they remind you who they are so i mean unfortunately guys this is this is who they are and this is who they've been from the beginning of the season and frankly going back into the off season we kind of knew that if they didn't improve the roster this is kind of what we were going to be left with and unfortunately that's that's what we're seeing and clay we've talked about it with you with will we just argued about it they're a different team because they can't hit threes. Hawk saying just put Duncan in, that would answer it. I know I'll let him argue his case, but is that the answer? Like, is that the simple answer? Hit more three-pointers, this team's a playoff team, this team's not the playing round. Well, it's, it's the simple answer as far as what they need to do, but if Duncan Robinson were the solution, he'd already be out there. I, I just think, I mean, he's been given chances. He doesn't hit the shots. There's just been a regression there, and there's a regression all around. All around. I mean, you know, my thing, that, and, and it's not going to happen now, so it's not really even worth rehashing, but I do think that Max Drew showed that he was more comfortable with the starting unit, and, and it just comes down to, you know, chemistry with the other guys in that lineup, specifically Bam coming off pick, pick and pops and um, spotting up, and, and so, you know, he's regressed massively. Tyler Hero's been good at times. I mean, he's shown some flashes, and yet not the consistency that you'd like to see, and you know, all around, it's just been this this total weird regression. But I, I do think if they felt as though Duncan Robinson were the answer, he'd already be out there. And, you know, defense be darned, they'd find a way to get him out there and make it work. But, you know, I just think the times that he's gotten to go out there, you just he'll, – he'll hit one or two, and then he'll, he'll miss some open ones. And you're like, well, okay, if he's not going to do that, then he's not making up for, for the liability that he is on the defensive end of the floor. So – I agree with the overall sentiment that if they were hitting three-pointers, they'd be in a much better spot. And yet, 
if, if Duncan Robinson had proven that he could be the solution, I think he'd already be out there. Well, I think one of the things, though, Clay, you would probably agree, is that Spo does get stubborn. So when you say he knows that Duncan can't hit those shots now, Spo has a history of being stubborn with rotations and guys that end up towards the end of the bench and just can't work their way back into the lineup. And uh, I would also submit to you he shot 100% from three last night. <laughs> the recency bias is real, in which case the, uh, the Heat aren't going to win another game the rest of the season. And, uh, and we're talking, no, you're, you're, look, you're, you're spot on uh, as far as the, the stubbornness goes. I, to me, I guess it just comes down to your level of confidence that Duncan Robinson is ever going to be the player that we saw before again. And I just – I've just seen too much to to show otherwise to where I'm not willing to to risk the defense and the entire rotation on him figuring it out. As, as crazy as this sounds and as, frankly, hopeless at times as, as things seem, I, I feel like there are better options where, uh, you know, if you just tinker a few different ways, and I would rather do that rather than, you know, just just hope that Duncan is hot one night and, and, you know, when he misses two or three and you come back down the other way and he fouls a guy taking a layup and it's a three-point play, you throw your hands up like, well, we all saw that coming. Why weren't the Heat aggressive last night? We were talking about that, the points in the paint from the game in Philly to now the game in Miami. They act like they were scared to go to the rim. You know what's funny is they were doing it early and then it felt like they fell behind and so they tried to catch up hitting threes and they couldn't throw it in the ocean. Um, and, you know, so it's not – that's not an excuse by any stretch of the imagination. You've got to figure it out, especially against a team that's playing shorthanded. I also felt like Philly came out with more of a, here's a spoism. They had more of a sense of purpose. They were obviously playing knowing that Embiid wasn't out there and they were out there to prove a point and, and they played a lot faster. And, you know, I, I think that's one of the, the issues with this team is they can't play fast. They, they have some older guys. And um, so I, I think it's a few things. And yet I, I think ultimately it's, they were going in the paint early. They had a little bit of a, a lead. Jimmy Butler was getting inside and scoring. But then, you know, once the, the they threw the ball away a few times and, and Philadelphia was able to get runouts, and at that point they fell behind by so much, it was like they went away from the paint stuff. So, you know, I, I feel like they – it was just like a bunch of things. It's not just one. And yet, unfortunately, guys, it feels like we say that a lot with this team. Well, it's not just one thing. If they fix this, 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 this – but, but unfortunately, like that's as much as the three-point shooting is an issue. So were the turnovers last night, and and allowing Philly to get out on on the fast break. So it was not getting back on defense. So it was um, you know going away from the paint stuff, like you said, Channing. Once they fell behind, I mean, it's always not just one thing. It's always a bunch of little things that that end up making this team look like they did last night. And Clay, just going back to Hero, because you and I have kind of disagreed on this whether Max Schrute should be inserted back into the starting lineup hero should go back and kind of command the second unit and while I think for most of the season you were probably right Tyler showed last year he was a six man of the year it was a perfect system for Miami and Shrew strived as a starter but in the calendar year of 2023 I mean hero's numbers aren't good right he's not an efficient scorer right now for Miami and truthfully over the last couple games when Jimmy and Bam aren't in the game and it's hero leading the Heat's offense he hasn't been good. Last last night was a perfect example in that second quarter where defensively they have no answer to a Philadelphia team playing a different style than they've played all season without Joel Embiid. I just don't think that's the answer anymore. 
I know it's an oversimplification. The three-point shooting, in my opinion, just has to be better, period. And if it's not, then Miami is going to be this type of team moving forward. Well, yeah, and I agree with that. I, I think, look, I, I think the, the Tyler Hero thing, it's almost like it's, it's, so, it's so past the point of where it's even in consideration. You're exactly right, by the way. And, and I think, by the way, that that's – I think part of it, too, is, is Hero is trying to kind of tailor his game a little bit, as he should, and as I'm sure he's been asked to do. I think he's even mentioned this trying to work more on the, the, the catch-and-shoot stuff, whereas, you know, when he was with that second unit, it was a lot more taking guys off the dribble and, and dribbling into his jump shot. So I think he's, to his credit, he's tried to do with his game what he needs to do in order to fit better with that starting unit. And I think maybe, you know, that has led to a little bit of regression on the, the on-ball stuff. But I at this point, I look – if they can't hit threes, you guys are exactly right. They're not going to get where they need to get to. The regression has been maddening. It's incredible. Like I, there's just no, and I, you know, I said, Hey, what, why can't the heat shoot wrong answers only and got some funny stuff. I mean, it's just, at this point, you just kind of laugh at it. I don't know what the answer is. I, I do think that, I do think that the idea of Kevin Love and, and being able to set guys up and, you know, some of the things that we've seen him do to this point, like I've liked what I've seen, I just think, man, is it too late, or is it just not enough, or is there just too much that uh, they have to overcome in order for that to work? And I don't know the answer to that, but uh, no, I mean, look, we could we could come up with a bunch of different solutions, whether it's Duncan Robinson, whether it's um, you know playing more zone defense to slow things down and get yourself going, whatever it is. Like if they don't shoot like they did last year, you're right. I mean, this is going to be who they are, and and unfortunately, they're running out of time to change things. Goran Dragic interest you at all clay he does um and yet unfortunately you know they they would have to 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 release somebody and you're looking at okay so so do they release haywood highsmith and you know unfortunately there it's like all right well you you lose a wing guy to where if if somebody gets hurt or you're you're needing to find minutes somewhere you know you, you run out of players at that spot you're not going to wave you down as haslam um so it, it's just yeah I'd, I'd love to bring him in especially if there's a feeling that kyle lowry isn't going to give you anything and i don't i don't know where that stands i mean we keep hearing that he's close and then he's not um so look if if you're telling me that that kyle lowry isn't going to be back or isn't going to give you much then sure absolutely i mean you you, you need to do it for the good of the team not just the sentimental stuff um, and yet, if he can give you anything, whether it's off the bench or starting and putting Gabe Vincent back on the bench, then then roster-wise, I don't think you can afford to give up that extra wing guy just in case something happens, whether it's you know Jimmy uh, getting hurt or needing a day off or Caleb Martin needing that. So it's it's a roster issue as much as anything else. And, Clay, speaking of Spo, and he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's going in whenever he does decide to retire. But the stubborn thing, it goes way back to hell, Shaq and, Shaq and Dwayne Wade time that he's stubborn. How does a guy like Duncan get off, get out of the doghouse? Because we were talking earlier, do you put him in the game? Shoot 1,000% from but, three. But do you put him in and see if he's shooting 1,000% <laughs> from three and then take him out if he's not? Is it in practice? Like, how the hell does he work his way back into the rotation? Well, I think it's as simple as he has to go out there for whatever. Let, let's just start with, okay, what, what would get him back into the rotation? Let's assume that he gets on the floor for some reason. He has to show that not only does he have a good game and, and he's moving around well in addition to shooting, 
maybe shares a little bit better uh, uh, defensive uh, purpose and inability, um, but also that the team as a whole thrives with him out there. And that's, you know, whether he's spacing the floor a bit and allowing other guys to get to the basket, whatever it is that, you know, his presence out there draws the sort of gravity and, and allows other guys to, to move freely, which was, look, I, I think that was one of the underrated things about their, their bubble run, their playoff run in 2020 was it wasn't just that Duncan was shooting. It's that when he was on the floor, man, Goran Dragic and, and, and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo many times had, had free lanes to the basket just because of the space and the gravity that, that he drew. So I think it's not just, he has to go out there, he has to shoot well and, and, and other guys have to thrive. So, how does that happen? Well, I mean, is it one of those where it's a breaking case of emergency? Like maybe they, they get to the point where like Spoh's stubbornness is just like it gets overwhelmed by what he's seeing on the floor just being so bad and, and so untenable. And look, we've seen that before with Spoh. Sometimes he'll have, I, I think it was, was it last year, maybe earlier this year, where the, the entire starting lineup was playing poorly and he just put all the backups out there. I mean, it would almost have to be something like that where – you know, Duncan Robinson goes out there and, and forces Spo to leave him on the floor and forces him to put him in the next game. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what would lead to that happening, but, you know, at this point, I, I can't see it happening unless there's something extreme like that that occurs that Spo just can't leave him on the bench anymore. I guess Duncan is essentially forced to throw a clipboard at Spo. I mean, it worked for Jimmy Butler last year, right? So maybe Duncan <laughs> should take that route. It didn't work for Dwayne though. He threw a massage gun uh, and point. they said hit the bricks. <laughs> good point. <laughs> Got him it's traded a 50, out of 50 sound, proposition yeah. if you throw something towards him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it's just everything with this team. And and Barry Jackson tweeted this last night, so I'll give him credit for the word. But the word was joyless. And it's like, man, it, unfortunately, that's that's kind of where we're at. With it, like any small moment of promise is like immediately erased. And you know whether it's. Duncan going out there and, and hitting all his shots last night, but doing it in a, in a game where you get blown out. Like anything that you look at, it's like, oh, well, maybe they got something here. You just can't take joy in it for more than five minutes because something bad happens. I do like carving out this niche, though, that I am the world's biggest Duncan Robinson advocate because Spo is, while he's stubborn, he's also um, sporadic at times where, like Clay said, all of a sudden, he's going to be in the starting lineup, and you're not going to be able to figure out why. And Tyler Hero is going to go back to being the sixth man, and, uh, and like, it, like Spo will just change it up for changing it up. And then all y'all who are talking about, <laughs> no, Spo told you he doesn't deserve the minutes. Spo is a Hall of Famer, and he's telling you he doesn't deserve the minutes. That dude's going to be in the starting lineup in a week. I don't know if it'll last more than a game. That dude is going to start within a week. That's why I'm carving out this niche. <laughs> you got uh, it. No, and you know what's funny about that is, and and not to not to take up all the time here at the end to go off track, but you remember, I mean, that's how Skip Bayless created his career, right? He was the only one nationally who was like uh, trumpeting Tim Tebow as a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL, and then like the Broncos went on this crazy run and then everybody starts to tune into first take and, and, uh, and then all of a sudden Skip Bayless is making $12 million a year. So <laughs> I don't know, Hawk, maybe this is it. Maybe Duncan. All Robinson right. I think I found my lane. Like, I found my, you'll hear have, the end of my Duncan salary. Robinson take on FS one, <laughs> three years from now. When I tell you when he's, when I'm inducting him into tell the hall everybody of fame, that, uh, that I knew you way back when, before you became the, uh, the big time national superstar. Hey, Clay, if Hawks making 12, how much can I make? Also, it didn't work out for Tebow. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's a terrible lane to be matter. in. That's worked out for Skip, it though. It's a, uh, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. It worked out for Skip. Uh, Canning, $12? Is that? <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I, I, I'm a sidekick or something. You know, what does Robin get? Batman gets 12 million. What does Robin get? Gas station hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Clay Ferrero from Local 10. That, that goes eight, Hawk, that, that'll be like three McRibs a day. Man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll be living the time of my life. Oh, if Hawk, if you got $12 million a year, you'd own McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, I'd go uh, I'd go out in a place of glory. <laughs> like You'd bury me with a McRib. <laughs> Go but you go, man, that, that man, he, he never held back on those McRibs. Uh, Clay Ferrero, Local Ted. Thanks, Clay. Take care, guys. There you go, Clay Ferrero. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.